Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, from here in Washington, the big focus on the epidemic of gun violence. The emotional pleas from families tonight begging lawmakers to do something as the Department of Homeland Security issues a heightened alert warning of copycat attacks this summer. In an extraordinary speech from the White House podium, actor and Uvalde native Matthew McConaughey fights back tears. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her at the shooting. How about that? Mm-hmm. And the families who lost loved ones demand Congress act. My mother's life matters. Tonight, the behind the scenes of intense Senate negotiations. Could they have a deal by the end of the week? The surge of guns in America. 500 million firearms possibly on the streets of America right now. We're with police in New York. What they're doing to seize illegal weapons. Soaring gas prices. Fuel hits more than $5 a gallon in more than a dozen states. As we learn, the pain at the pump might be here to stay. The battle against long-haul COVID. The first in our two-part series about the 23 million Americans, including kids, fighting to recover after months of illness. And American Kindness. A teenager using her birthday money to help her neighbors. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Tuesday night. Tonight, the pressure to do something on gun reform came to Washington today in moving testimony and star power. Oscar award-winning actor and Uvalde native Matthew McConaughey gave one of the most emotionally powerful speeches about gun laws that we've ever seen at the White House. This after visiting Robb Elementary School in his hometown, where 19 kids and two teachers were killed. McConaughey talked about growing up in Uvalde, where he learned responsible gun ownership. And he said now is the window of opportunity where real change can happen. And the reminder of the gun violence epidemic in this country is on display not far from the White House. More than 45,000 flowers on the National Mall to represent the number of Americans who died from gun violence each year. And the threat of more violence is real. Just today... The Department of Homeland Security releasing a threat bulletin warning of copycat attacks this summer. So you can tell we've got a lot of news to get to tonight. And CBS's Nancy Cordes will start us off from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. Good evening, Nora. You know, the White House briefing room is typically a pretty raucous place. But today, for about 20 minutes, you could have heard a pin drop as Matthew McConaughey spoke about a cause that has suddenly become personal and begged Washington to act. We have a life preservation problem on our hands. Uvalde's most famous former resident took the podium this afternoon to convey the anguish his hometown had shared with him. We start by making the loss of these lives matter. His wife, Camilla, carried with her the shoes that belonged to one of the 10-year-old victims, Maite Rodriguez, who had emblazoned them with a hand-drawn heart to symbolize her love of nature. These are the same green converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. How about that? Mm-hmm. The parents of another victim, 10-year-old Alethea Ramirez, gave him some of her artwork. Now, this particular drawing is a, uh, is a self-portrait all right, of, of Aletha drawing with her friend in heaven looking down on her drawing the very same picture. McConaughey grew up in Uvalde and learned to shoot in Uvalde. He has considered running for office in Texas and describes himself not as Republican or Democrat, but as aggressively centrist. Find a middle ground, the place where most of us Americans live anyway. He came to Washington this week to push for measures that polls show most Americans support, like expanding background checks and raising the minimum purchasing age for semi-automatic weapons from 18 to 21. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. These regulations are not a step back. They're a step forward for a civil society and and the Second Amendment. But that argument has not swayed most Republican leaders. In fact, just today they announced their opposition to a red flag bill in the House that would allow guns to be taken away from people who pose a risk to themselves or to others. Those Republicans, Nora, say that such a bill would trample on Americans' Second Amendment rights. Pretty stunning, Nancy Cordes. Thank you. The emotional pleas to stop the tide of gun violence were also heard on Capitol Hill today. The families of victims of the hate-fueled Buffalo mass shooting added their voices to the call for reform. CBS's Nicole Killian spoke with them. 
My mother's life mattered. And your actions here today will tell us how much it matters to you. Filled with heart-wrenching grief, Garnell Whitfield Jr. implored a Senate panel to eradicate the cancer of white supremacy after his 86-year-old mother was gunned down in a racially motivated shooting, along with nine others at a Buffalo grocery store last month. What specifically do you want Congress to do? Oh, I want them to do their job. Their job is to protect us. Their job is to pass legislation. His plea echoed by several other families who lost loved ones in the Buffalo attack, like Pamela Pritchett, whose mother was also killed. I want them to imagine getting a phone call that from the funeral director that you need to bring a hat to the funeral home because of the damage that was done by this man with the gun. As pressure builds on Congress to act, lead Democratic negotiator Chris Murphy spent part of the day at the White House meeting with President Biden. Every day we get closer to an agreement. Those involved in bipartisan talks appear to be coalescing around a narrow package that could include enhanced background checks and incentives for states with red flag laws. But proposals like raising the purchasing age for semi-automatic weapons may be off the table. We're hoping to actually get an outcome that'll make a difference uh, in the areas of uh, mental health, school safety. But neither party has committed to a vote yet. When do you expect to put a bipartisan bill on the floor? Senator uh, Murphy expects he can come to an agreement with Senator Cornyn by the end of the week, and I expect to give him that time. For Garnell Whitfield, time is of the essence. We hope to go back and search their hearts and do the right thing. It's expected to be another emotional day as some of the survivors of the Uvalde school shooting are expected to testify in a hearing tomorrow. The House is also expected to vote on a sweeping gun reform package, though it stands little chance here in the Senate. Nora? Nicole Killian, thank you very much. And while these recent events have brought attention to lax gun laws, they have also shed a light on the sheer number of firearms nationwide. According to the ATF, U.S. gunmakers produced 11.3 million firearms in 2020. That is almost triple the 3.9 million that were produced just 20 years ago. CBS's Jeff Begays has more on the new plastic pipeline. This is what easy access to guns looks like. A 12-year-old boy in Michigan robbing a store with a gun allegedly stolen from his grandfather. Police say that they are seeing more guns than ever on America's streets. 500 million firearms possibly on the streets of America right now. There are another 18 to 20 million added to circulation every single year. John DeVito is the ATF lead agent in New York City. And John Miller is the NYPD's intelligence chief. We're seeing more and more people carrying guns using guns. It is the wild, wild west. I mean, when we look at a gun that clatters to the ground after a shooting, we're seeing extended magazines, 30-round magazines. Every morning, federal, state, and local police review their strategy to seize illegal guns. All of these were taken off the streets. All of these weapon systems were recovered off the streets of New York. In New York City, officials say gun arrests are at a 28-year high. So what is this thing? It's a mag machine pistol uh, with an integrated suppressor. This is a silencer. Uh, Essentially. We have the strongest gun laws in the country here, 
But the guns that are used in crime in New York City don't come from New York City. Guns flowing into New York come along the so-called iron pipeline, smuggled from states with less restrictive laws. And now there's the plastic pipeline. Plastic ghost gun parts ordered online and built at home. A tougher pipeline to shut down. After a recent raid in New York, police found a machine still carving out new ghost gun parts to keep up with what law enforcement believes is currently an insatiable demand. We've seen them in basements. We've seen them in closets. You really don't need much room to put these guns together. What you're seeing now is probably a boom in ghost gun ordering. The stats and You think they're stockpiling? I believe so. Officials believe that people are stockpiling ghost guns right now because in August they will require serial numbers stamped on them, making them easier to trace. Nora. Just a stunning report. Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, tonight it seems there's no hitting the brakes on those soaring gas prices. The national average jumped another nickel today to $4.91 a gallon. And $5 gas is becoming the norm in a growing number of states. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. It's not just sticker shock anymore. Painful pump prices aren't going away anytime soon. Too damn high. It's ridiculous. The national average is just pennies away from $5 a gallon. And in these 13 states, prices are soaring even higher. In Illinois, up 88 cents in just the last month. I just wish they'd come back down. (laughs) It's going to affect the summer. At six thirty-seven a gallon in California, a family of four here is spending six hundred dollars a month or more on gas, according to oil analyst Tom Closa. We've had an ascent that's like the ascent of Mount Everest. July is anything goes. That's because millions of Americans are back on the move, not willing to put off that summer vacation any longer. How high is it going to have to get before people actually really pull back on driving? Well, that's an experiment in progress right now. And some are reaching a tipping point. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better, and everyone needs to brace for that. If I see it hit $6, that's it. That could easily happen. Hurricane season has just begun, and half the nation's oil refining capacity is along the Gulf Coast. If a hurricane hit and knocked 10% of our refining capacity offline, what would that do? I think a hurricane really alters the calculus. Then you get into the 6 to $7. Uh, a gallon range. Do you see gas prices getting back into the $3 a gallon range anytime soon? Not this year. Not this year. To get the best gas mileage, we've all heard about adjusting your tire pressure and driving slower, but the biggest way to save money immediately at the pump is to stop buying premium gas. If it doesn't say on your gas cap that it's required, then there is no benefit for your car and you do not need it. Nora? Carter Evans with the tips tonight. Thank you, Carter. And while gas prices are rising, so are the temperatures. It was triple-digit record heat today in Austin and San Antonio. And more than 100 cities are expected to break their record highs over the next week from California to Texas. To the north, severe storms with baseball-size hail and 80-mile-per-hour wind gusts are taking aim at more than 15 million people in the plains. All right, tonight, there may soon be a fourth COVID vaccine option. A panel of FDA advisors gave the go-ahead today to a more conventional protein COVID vaccine that can be stored at room temperature for 12 hours. It's made by the Maryland-based company Novavax. We actually visited their facility last year. The shot is already used in Canada and dozens of other countries, and now it could soon be authorized by the FDA. 
All right. And tonight we have some in-depth reporting on long COVID. Health officials estimate about 23 million Americans are suffering from lingering symptoms months after their initial infection. CBS's Jerika Duncan looks at the impact on America's children. This is a test. Three minutes left. Can 12-year-old Adriana Vaughn walk for six minutes without losing her breath? She can't. Don't lean against the wall. Give me a break. She was diagnosed with COVID in October of 2021. Eight months later, she has a string of new medical issues, fatigue, headaches, stomach problems, and more. Talk about the things you did before COVID-19. I I do rid a little water and swimming. I tried to do it like a few days ago. It It was really a lot for me. So you can't even swim anymore? No. At first, doctors in her Virginia hometown weren't sure what to make of her symptoms. They didn't know along how COVID was, and they kept saying it was anxiety, but my mom knew I didn't have anxiety. She's one of roughly 70 kids being treated in the long COVID clinic at Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. Dr. Alexandra Yance runs the program. In terms of the symptoms, are they similar to what we see with adults? So for the most part, very similar in that fatigue is the number one complaint. Kids tend to have less respiratory complaints um, and more gastrointestinal symptoms. More than 13 million children have tested positive for COVID-19 since the pandemic began. Studies have found a wide range of the number who suffer with COVID. Dr. Yance estimates it could be as high as 10 percent. Children's National Hospital is now running a three-year study to learn more about the long-term effects. I was just laying in bed, you know, all day. After getting COVID in December of 2020, Erin Peace lost 15 pounds and all of her energy. The 16-year-old stopped singing and even had to go to virtual homeschooling. But she's slowly getting better. On a scale of, of 1 to 10, where are you right now? I'd say like about a 6. I've definitely improved a lot. Even resuming singing lessons this week. It's what Adriana is counting on, too. I hope every day. You have hope every day? Yes. Hope and a family that's with her every step of the way. Jerika Duncan, CBS News, Washington. Investigators are looking into the cause of a fiery plane crash in Southern California. The small plane nearly crashed into a home in Riverside County, about 85 miles southeast of Los Angeles. Remarkably, two people inside the home were not hurt. The pilot survived but is being treated for burns. All right, a fire broke out on a dinner cruise near Norfolk, Virginia. More than 100 people, including dozens of graduating kindergartners, were evacuated. We can report no one was hurt. All right, a missing three-year-old boy is safe and sound after surviving two days alone in the woods of Montana. Police say Riker Webb wandered from his home on Friday, prompting an intense search. Temperatures dropped into the 40s over the weekend, and there were thunderstorms. The boy was found on Sunday. He was hungry, thirsty, and cold, but thank goodness he was otherwise okay. He looks scared. Now to an inspiring story about an Arizona teenager who's helping seniors who are having a hard time making ends meet, not just for themselves, but also to care for their pets. Here's CBS's Mark Strassman. Kindness comes wrapped in a bag of pet food. You're doing a wonderful job. Delivered by a 15-year-old who cares. It's Sonia with Grandpa's Pantry here to deliver your pet food. Every week, Sonia Colatour drops off donated pet food to dog and cat owners living at Phoenix Senior Centers, 
often fixed income, immobile, alone. Can you see sunshine? There's sunshine. Grandpa's, her pet food charity, started when she was 10, visiting her great-grandmother. I noticed often how senior citizens weren't able to afford pet food. When you were 10, you spent your birthday money paying for the food. Yes, and I would ask my friends, instead of bringing gifts, please bring pet food. Carol Huggins has two cats, Sunshine and Patches. And without your contributing the food, I wouldn't have been able to keep them both together. Sonia's deliveries help keep roughly 75 seniors with their pets. Oh, it's definitely grown tremendously. I've learned about their stories, their lives, their pets, and it's really just a wonderful experience to have. Many people adopt rescue pets. I hope Coco likes it. Yes, she will. (laughs) Sonia rescues pet owners. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Phoenix. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we investigate how some gun makers are marketing assault-style weapons to young people. And this programming note, the first public congressional hearings from the January 6th committee get underway Thursday night. We'll have full coverage of the hearings starting at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Hope you'll join us. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.